I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I am Jody Weiss, your professional and life coach, making sure that your life and work are nothing less than spectacular. I'm here with Bo Bennett. Hi, Bo. Hello. How are you, Jody? Good. I am so excited to talk to you. This is going to be great. Let me tell you a little bit about Bo. Bo Bennett has a PhD in social psychology. He currently runs over a dozen websites, has written over a dozen books, mostly on the topic of critical thinking, and teaches several online courses. He has been in the self-publishing industry for over a decade and has written multiple screenplays. Bo has three areas of specialties. One is the social sciences and holds a PhD in social psychology. And most of his books are about some aspect of critical thinking. Second area is business and success. Bill sold his, uh, sorry, Bo sold his company for $20 million and since then has started many businesses and ventures. And last, he is interested in comedy. He's the creator, writer, producer, and one of the actors in the animated sitcom Squat, a show that takes place in a suburban fitness center. Wow, this is great. You know, when I talk about ideas, you like doing so many different things, Bo. Have you ever needed a lot of of different things to keep you stimulated? Uh, yes. In fact, I get I, I was gonna say I, I get bored easily, but but the truth is I rarely get bored because I always have ideas. I'm always working on projects. I've got a huge list of ideas. I used to keep it in a, an old-fashioned notebook, but <laughs> now I keep it on on my Mac on on the Notes um, app. And anytime anytime I'm even feeling a little bit like bored or not sure what to do, I just go through there, and then like instantly I'm sparked with like a dozen ideas that I want to work on. So uh, I, I keep busy. Wow, that's great. Now, um, critical thinking, let's start with your first area of of interest. And, um, you know, critical thinking um, has perhaps, in my mind, maybe you won't agree, but has really dropped down in in our media, in our politics. And, and maybe you'll disagree with me, but it seems that people want to go along with what they believe in. And, and I know it's a bias, it's hard to get away from, but what would you say to that? Have you noticed the same things? 
Well, maybe. And I say maybe because I do believe there is critical thinking in the media and critical thinking in in politics. I think that the the politicians and the the media outlets are very astute into what they're doing. They they know what they're saying. They know how they're reacting. I don't think the critical thinking is is lacking there. I think it's more planned, um, like more of a malicious type of um, deception, if you want, or mm. manipulation, uh, misinformation, however you want to put it. Uh, I think the lack of critical thinking is in the population. And <laughs> that's when you you talked about, you mentioned people want to believe what they want to believe, and that's kind of the end of it. And you couldn't be more right about that because that's the way people are. And the media responds to that. Uh, YouTube channels respond to that. Politicians respond to that. And it seems like it, people nowadays could really get away with anything. There, there's some caveats there I, I, <laughs> because uh, we, we see a lot of accountability coming up for some things that that politicians have been saying the media has been saying if anybody is hasn't been buried under a rock you see that fox news has been sued for like two billion dollars and that's only the tip of the iceberg there's so many more and and they were held liable and they paid uh, yeah. or, or they actually settled uh, but the, the point is it seems like accountability is starting to happen hmm. which is a good thing so i'm I'm optimistic that we're going to go back to the good old days <laughs> and when a politician would just lie every so often and the media would get things wrong every so often and offer corrections. And that's the way it was. And that's the way, the way hopefully it will be again. Um, I, I'm not sure we're going to go back to the good old days. <laughs> like back in the, uh, there goes the, the optimism, pandemic. right? Yeah, right. Uh, I'm not sure we're going to go that far back, but I think there, I think what we're going to see is a correction mm. of what's been happening. And as a result, that will most likely help people to, to think more critically. And the way that'll happen is they're going to look back on this period and they're going to say, wow, I can't believe that I believed that crap. Mm. <laughs> I can't believe I listened to what people were telling me. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't believe how much I, I just sat back and let the certain news outlet or the certain politicians just ramble in my ear and and, and make me believe all this. So I, I think that there is going to be a, a correction and, and people will start thinking more critically. Now, now, interesting, you're, you know, you're talking about accountability. Um, I'm, I'm going to be less than optimistic right now with, um, with news outlets and media and, you know, you know, Facebook and et cetera, again, YouTube. I believe that there is, there is just too much money to be made. Um, too much power to be had for us to really go back. How would you respond to that? Well, I, I think you're right. I think that uh, there's the big problem that uh, we're facing is that money, the money is made by telling people what they want to hear, not telling people the truth. The, the <laughs> truth is often boring and uninteresting. Um, 
I think a perfect example without, we mentioned politics, without getting too political, a perfect example is is uh, Joe Biden. Uh, for all purposes, he's a pretty boring guy. Um, and that's okay. We, <laughs> like, since when did a president or any politician have to be like exciting and 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 uh, fun and dynamic and and uh, tell funny stories and I mean it, it just that's not what a president is supposed to do. However, that's what people like to watch. That's what raises money. That's what uh, gets donors interested. And unfortunately, that's kind of where it seems we're heading. Similar with the media, the media has learned that it's more about um, entertainment. Mm. Than, than news yeah and until that model changes and same thing same thing with uh like uh online newspapers yeah websites you, the, whatever whatever people click on whatever gets the clicks that's what gets the money and again the the truth is often boring and nobody wants to click on the truth or just they want to click on some sensationalized headline something that's a complete exaggeration that's not true and and that's what people do so until this ultimate business model in politics in the media and on the internet until that changes we're probably just going to see more of the same but Again, I, I am. I, I have to be optimistic here in that <laughs> I think that it will change. I think somebody will come along with a better way to monetize the truth. Mm. Once they do, if that becomes more profitable, then that will be the new model, and that's that's what I'm hoping for, and that's that's what I I, I kind of wish for, and I, I like to believe is going to happen. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with you. It would be great if i love that monetize the truth and i agree with you you know we're with politics for example we're not paying them to be or we're not we're not we didn't elect them to be entertained we can do that ourselves but unfortunately it does it does increase click rates um and purchases as as we know from some of the things we've seen from Google and social media, the more you can, you know, have products thrown at you, the more you'll buy them, et cetera. Now, just um, I'm curious, as a person who certainly we all have biases, how would you recommend that somebody be accountable for their own critical thinking, for asking questions that perhaps can get at the truth, even though we want to believe what we're saying, but to have another side of the story. Right. Well, the first step is you have to want to know the truth. Ah. And I think that's like, how do you want to want to do something? It's a, it's, a, it's a tough philosophical question to want to want to do something, but essentially you have to want to know the truth. And some people, I think people will say, yeah, I want to know the truth, but they really don't. They're saying that because it's, they know how wrong it sounds to say, no, I don't want to know the <laughs> truth. I, I just, I'm, I'm happy in, in this narrative, whether it happens to be true or not, they don't believe it's false, but they don't necessarily not believe it's false, mm. if that makes sense. They, they don't want to know whether it's true or false, because if it's false, then their whole world is going to start 
unwinding mm. and that's where it gets really uncomfortable so i think the the first thing you have to be you have to say okay i, I know i'm going to be a little bit uncomfortable and i'm okay with that because i really want to know the truth i want to believe what's true over what's false more often to become a, a wiser, smarter individual and a more uh, productive member of society if if you're a registered voter. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if you, if you do anything, basically, interact with other people and, and just business dealings and just go grocery shopping, day-by-day -day stuff. It's all extremely important. So that's the first thing. The second thing is to become familiar with critical thinking and some of the aspects of it. I, mm. I've written two books. One is on cognitive biases, and both are very thick books, close to 500 pages. Uh, so I have a book uh, called The Biased Brain, and that's essentially like a, a detailed listing of hundreds of biases mm. that go into descriptions and have examples. So once you understand the biases, once you're familiar with them, it's going to click. You're going to say, wow, you know, I do that. I didn't realize I do that, but I do that. And once you once you understand what the biases are, when it starts to happen in real time, you're going to catch yourself. And that's a very good thing. So understanding cognitive biases. And the, the other book I wrote is about logical fallacies, which is more in argumentation. So that's important if you are like, say, a politician or if you're arguing or debating with somebody. But for the most part, if um, if you're really just thinking about things and trying to think critically, cognitive biases are extremely important to understand. Yeah. Wow, great, great tools. I mean, just to be aware of where you are at and what your biases could be, or a bias that you're listening to, either, either it may be what you believe in, but there may not be any logic or backup information to get closer to the truth mm -hmm. so those are all great and uh yeah we'll uh you know we'll talk about how people can find your books at the end of the podcast and they it also will be listed in the show notes now let's just jump to your second area of specialty which is being successful in business. You had a company that you sold for $20 million. Congratulations. What would you say, um, first of all, how you became successful? What, what tips for success you can give our audience? Well, I, I guarantee you it's nothing that they haven't heard before. Uh, and that's that's kind of one of my big talking points when I talk about success. Um, one of my books I wrote is Year to Success, and it's about a whole bunch of successful ideas. And what it what it's really about is is kind of collecting these ideas for self improvement, uh, these ideas for successful thinking, successful business practice, whatever, and and just collecting as many as you can and implementing as many as you can. And that's what ultimately leads you to it. So it's not like there's, there's here, just, I'm going to give you these three things and then you're going to be successful. It doesn't work that way. And people but who, there are people that say yeah. that, by the way. And there are people who say that. There are people that, that, that try to sell you on that. Yeah. It's uh, because again, it's a, uh, it's kind of like a low bar for critical thinking. It's just, yeah. I'm going to give you three things, three things. I could remember three things. Good. 
Whereas my book is, okay, here's a book, here's a book of a successful thing a day for 365 days. Hmm. Wow. That's a lot of work. You know, yeah. I'm not really sure I want to wait a year to, to read all this stuff. Uh, but, but that's ultimately what it takes. It, it's, it's um, like minor small steps, like small uh, incremental improvements in the way you think and the way you behave that, that, ultimately could push you over the edge and, and gives you the advantage in everything you do. Uh, so that's, that's my advice to the general audience is, um, is learn about uh, self-improvement, learn about success, learn about business or whatever you're focusing on where the area you want to be successful, learn as much about it as you can start to implement some of those ideas. Some will work for you, some won't, but the more that do work, then it increases your chances a little bit, a little bit at a time until ultimately you're going to hit that goal that you're you're trying to reach. Uh, the, the second question or the first question, I answered the second question first, what was like, you know, what, what did I do? And I, I would answer that in two parts. One, it, it's, I mean, for interest purpose, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you, yeah. but in terms of other people trying to replicate it, it it's not going to work. Um, everybody's situation is very different. And my situation worked because I was starting an internet company back in 1995. Oh boy, boy, the so, early days. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's That was my secret to success, was being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I certainly wasn't smarter than most other people or uh, at, at that time, I, I just had a, um, a bachelor's degree, so I certainly wasn't better educated. Um, I probably wasn't more persistent. I, you could just go through the whole list mm. of standard success, whatever, and, and you're going to find that, uh, you know, I was probably like right in the middle there. I think um, what really did it for me, again, I was in the right place at the right time. I, I saw th this uh, this thing called the Internet. And it was just blowing my mind how amazing it was. Mm. And I wanted to be part of it. Uh, so I really dropped what I was doing, which was not much, by the way. I got I was just graduated school. I didn't mm. have a job. I didn't have any debt. So I was just in the perfect position to to really start a company based on the internet and um and have it succeed, which it did. So uh, it, it, you know, in all honesty, I was in the right place at the right time. And that's that's why it it worked for me. Yeah, um, luck is is a big thing, you know, and the fact that you could recognize, hey, this is this is something that has seen you know, the internet is going to be huge. And you were excited about that and followed through, you know, uh, when you were talking about looking at your ideas and implementing them and, and making those small steps, which get you to the big final goal that's that's really something i highly believe in as a coach you know sure. implementation and action but um that's great that you jumped on that yeah. and so I, yeah i'm sorry no well, go I, ahead i didn't want to completely undersell the um the personal characteristics and the attributes because i you know i i want to be clear to people that that timing and mm. circumstance has a lot to do with and personal situation, like where you, you where you are in your life, where you find yourself. Do you have a lot of work? Are you constantly busy with a family and friends? And and if, if that's the case, you're just not going to have those opportunities. Yeah. So I wanted to make it clear that I was in the position 
to look at every opportunity, to really be focusing on, okay, what am I going to do with my life? So it was just, it was good there. But there's also, you know, I've been listening to success tapes since I was 10 years old. Oh boy. (laughs) So there's (laughs) there's a lot of personal motivation that I have. Um, I tend to be very optimistic and motivational person. So that um, that's more intrinsic. Uh, I, I tend to be very persistent. Um, I, I'm I'm not uh, adverse to risk, so th- there are personality traits that also have helped me take advantage of that. So it's kind of like the perfect storm of uh, of internal factors of things that were learned and circumstance and opportunity all came together that put me in that situation. Yeah, and you were drawn to being successful, self improvement personal growth from an early age. So that really set the stage. And, you know, if we could all go back to where we were just out of school and we could put, you know, tons of hours in our work, we didn't have families to consider, etc. So how positive is that? That's great. All right. Well, thank you for all that. And and I can't wait to read uh, the book on 365 ideas just to, just to see how your mind works. <laughs> That's great. The last thing, why comedy? Why creating an animated sitcom called Squat! Exclamation uh, point. I love comedy. I've always loved comedy ever since I was a, a kid watching uh, stand-up comedians, going to stand-up comedian shows and uh, sitcoms, all the sitcoms of the 80s, of the 90s, um, even today. Uh, <clears throat> so so I was always drawn to, to humor. So um, like creating Squat or creating a sitcom was like the ultimate creative endeavor for me. There's a lot of things that I do that are, that's not very creative. You know, there are things that I like within business, like running things. And it's just kind of uh, day-to-day, a little bit monotonous. And honestly, if, if I, if that whole thing disappeared, it, it wouldn't make a big impact. And a hundred years from now, nobody's going to look on some of the websites I have and say, wow, that guy made a difference. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just not that type of thing. So that's why writing a sitcom was really a, um, a creative outlet for me, something that I wanted to do, something that I'm hoping a hundred years from now, somebody could say, look at that and and say, this was really great. This was really funny. Uh, so I wanted to create something that would, that would outlast me, something that... Um, I could basically take the accumulation of of all the the humor that I've seen and put together in in a new situation, and that being at a at a uh, fitness center. I spent pretty much my whole life since uh, like age twelve or something at a gym <laughs> of, of some sort, one kind of or or another. I just love going to the gym, working out, and having fun. And I've seen so many funny things over the course of my 50 years or 40 years at the gym. So I decided, yeah, let's let's go ahead and put uh, put all this down on paper. It started out as like notes, mm-hmm. then the notes became a uh, just kind of like a like a book in a way, and then the book became a screenplay, and then the screenplay became an animated sitcom, which is now available on YouTube. 
Wow, how fun. And we all know, I'm not all of us, but, uh, you know, I've been also a gym person and a pool person, etc. There are so many hilarious characters that you oh, will be working next, out next <laughs> to. I mean, it's it's just ripe for for laughter. That's yeah. great. Ah, oh, I love that that you've mixed creative and a, having a creative outlet with all your more lofty or heavier um areas like social psychology and and business um i always work with people and say what do you like to do what what can spark innovation and balance as well getting out because unless you have something that is creative that you can just let go of and, and dream and imagine it will affect and dampen the other areas of your life. Sure. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. So, but that's, that's great. A well-rounded Renaissance man. All right, Bo, I'm sure my listeners are wondering how I want to look at these, this person's book and I want to go on YouTube and watch uh, the squat. So first let's sure. start. How do people learn more about you? You can find a lot of information about me with the with my website, which has links to all of my books I've written, and that is bobennett.com, B-O-B-E-N-N-E-T-T.com. And that's where you could find the books, you could purchase the books and find out more information. Great, great. And squat is spelled S-Q-A-T exclamation point. And they can put that in YouTube and well, yeah, YouTube, it's a little bit tricky to find uh, because I, I think you, anyways, I'll just give you the, the website address. It's sure. squatspotfitness.com. <laughs> so that's squatspotfitness.com. That's the name of the gym and the sitcom. And that goes directly to the YouTube channel. Because right. when if you type in squat in YouTube, you're going to come up with thousands of videos of people doing uh, squat. Doing, squat of course, doing squats. <laughs> so, yes. so it's kind of buried. I, I should have yeah. thought of it if I was if I was basically creating this for YouTube, which I wasn't initially. Yeah, I would have thought of a more searchable name, but uh, unfortunately, it, it's, it gets lost in there. But yeah. squatspotfitness.com will take you right to it. Great. And you got bobennett.com. Hey, you scored that as a URL, which is great. Got that back in 1996. Woo, you were on it. <laughs> I love the vision. <laughs> All right, but well, thank you so very much for... Uh, spending the time to speak with us about all your areas of interest. Um, it's been really fun. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me, Jody. Yeah. All right, Bo. Take care then. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.